Welcome to the Nourished Souls Podcast. Your coaches, Jasmine and Michaela, are passionate about helping you on your journey to living a healthier and happier life through mind, body, and soul. Today, we are talking about the three things you need to master in order to have a fulfilled life. Um, it's a lot of this is easier said than done. And once we talk about it, I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that makes sense. But once you apply it, it's a different ball game. <laughs> So with life, there's a plethora of things that you do have to master control, but I feel like everything needs to be categorized in the three main categories and they are mastering your mind, your headspace, your body, taking care of yourself, your physical self as well, and your spirit as far as spiritual alignment. Um, and just knowing who you are following your intuition and all those good things yes and that's what we're all about you know the mind the body the spirit it's all intertwined you can't separate them you really can't no you can't we're gonna go into that later but i mean if you try to think about it i mean you know i want to take care of my body okay well you have to be in the right headspace in order to know how to take care of yourself whether it be the foods that you eat you know the exercises that you're doing you know all of that stuff, because if you're in the wrong headspace, you're going to approach it the wrong way and you might end up hurting yourself in the end. Exactly. And for you to be aligned with yourself, you also have to take care of your body. So everything, it's just, I always think of it as a cycle. Sometimes you might be focusing on your body or more than your headspace, than your mind. Sometimes you might be focusing on your spiritual alignment versus one of the other two, the latter, and that's a-okay. But knowing how you're feeling, what you're contributing to each one of those. And I always tell my clients, even for myself, which is, I had to master this for myself to even be here, was learning how to assess myself. Like, am I really, truly in the right headspace? Because for instance, we um, are talk about, you know, how to take care of our bodies, especially for the physical aspect. And you can work out all day because we talked about this in a previous conversation. I know for me where I would, you know, either binge eat or not eat at all. And mm -hmm. yes, I had this ideal body shape. And yes, the number on the scale was appealing to me or maybe society, but my headspace was horrible. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was anxious. I was losing control. I was spiraling out of control. And so you have to be mindful of all of those things. And I also, with that, with my spirit, I wasn't aligned with who I was. I felt like I was always having to I guess, appease other people or, you know, to look this way as society expects me, I have to be a certain weight. And I also wasn't confident in myself. I didn't love myself at the time. And so funny enough, I am what, 20 pounds heavier than I was. I'm the happiest I've ever been, but I also know when to take care of my headspace, when to take a step back, when to let go of things that no longer serve me with my spirit. I, I know I'm spiritually aligned. And when I'm not, I know how to take a step back and get back to vibrate higher and what to eat in order to take care of myself so I'm not underweight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of us, I mean, I know that you and I have been in the same boat with, you know, the mindset and the body image and the depression and anxiety. And I feel like so many people out there are in that boat and they might be thinking, oh my God, you know what? Like, 
I'm by myself. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to eat, all these things. And so it's all internalized. And I know that that's how I express myself or not really express myself actually, but kind of just handled it. I really internalized it all. And I was, you know, thinking all the time, okay, you know, what? I'm not confident with myself. There's something wrong. And, you know, that reflected back to both the mind, the body. I was depressed. I was anxious. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was. So I turned to the internet. I turned to magazines. I turned to every outside source that I could think of. And I was always searching for, you know, the best diet out there. I was like, okay, you know what? These models, everyone loves them, you know, and especially the one thing that always pops into my head is the Victoria's Secret fashion show, like that they do, like the lingerie. Is that Christmas time or something like that? Oh, yeah. But to me, like, I always, part of me hated it. And then part of me was like, oh, I wish I could be like them. And of course, I was always on the internet and they were always talking about, okay, here are these secret, Victoria's Secret model diets, you know, follow this diet plan. And I was like, hell yeah, finally, now I can look like that. And when I actually clicked on the link and looked at it, it was pretty much nothing. Like it was juices and really not a whole lot of food, honestly, from what I remember. And it was a lot of cardio work and all this different stuff. And me being young and impressionable, I was like, okay, well, if they're doing it, then it must be healthy. It must be okay. So I tried it and I was miserable. And I was like, I'm never going to get to be like, to look like them. But then after a while, I was like, okay, you know what? Of course, I'm not going to look like them because we have different body types. We have different you know, uh, heritage backgrounds, like, you know, we all come from different places. We all have different body types and body structures. Mm-hmm. And it finally hit me one day and I was thinking like, oh my God, okay. No, I don't have to be six foot tall and a size zero because I'm not, I'm never going to be, but that's okay. Now, how can I get my mindset to accept my body for how it is and then begin to take care of myself, you know, in turn. Yeah. The Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, you brought me all the way back to all that self-loathing. And when it was in its prime, I think we were in our teens into early uh, 20s. So it was a very influential time. And I know for me, and it's to this day, it makes me sick to my stomach now that I'm older and I can assess the situation. And in hindsight, it's like, one thing I, will always remember, I would always click on these, um, like the magazine articles online or go through Cosmopolitan because at the time they were all over Cosmo and yeah. you can get it because my mom was like, you can't get that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember each article was like, if they can do it, you can do it too. And mm-hmm. it, it, and it, internalized in my head like if I can't do this and everyone else is doing this then something's wrong with me if I'm not able to be 110 pounds and you know have this lavish lifestyle because with that a lot of us don't realize that yeah they had these perfect bodies but we were also seeking that lifestyle they had walking on that stage and everyone fawning over them 
the men just loving them. They're in New York one day and Milan the next. Like a lot of us envy that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, and once you see that person, like, oh, she's a perfect person. If I can look like that, then maybe I can live that life as well. And that's, for me, that's what I really wanted. And then, you know, as I got older, I was like, wait a minute. I'm 5'3", I'm even close to six feet, and I'm always going to be curvy no matter what I do. So what can I do to start loving me? What This whole self-loathing thing I've been doing for 20 plus years isn't working. It's not. And I I hate when people feel alone because I know we've been there. But we're always, even if you feel alone, you're still seeking help when you go online and you hide behind closed doors and you do these unhealthy tactics to you know change who you are and it's like that's not what life is about you're here in this form the way you look the way you act because that's how god or the universe whatever you believe wanted you to be because you have talents and something to contribute to this world because of who you are there's nothing else nothing else just of who you are and so learn how to hone in on those talents even if it's something where for me i'm either super passive aggressive or aggressive. There's no in between. <laughs> to learn how to figure out, okay, I can't be either one of those, but that's just who I am as a person. Let me surround myself with things that cultivate a healthy mindset. So I don't have to be aggressive and screaming or being passive aggressive and whispering, like learn what works for you. And that's one of the biggest things for coming into a healthy mindset is being in an environment to cultivate that healthy mind, body, and spirit. Yes. And if you know that you're not in that environment at this moment, take a step back and kind of make an assessment for yourself. If you want, you can actually write down a list and say, okay, who are the people that I'm living with or who am I around the most? How do they affect me? You know, am I happy around them? Do I notice that I'm extremely agitated? Am I kind of eh, neutral, whatever. They don't really bug me. Kind of search those things out. Same with like the environment. Okay. I'm at work. Does the actual environment make me stressed and anxious? Does it make me angry? Again, am I happy with it? Am I just kind of neutral? All these different things. And it, it seems very simple, but really it's your everyday life. And you really have to look into these things and ask yourself, okay, what are my triggers? What are the things that I'm okay with? And what makes me happy? And really lean towards the things that make you happy. Make some adjustments if need be. And it can be smallest little things at first. It doesn't have to be a huge quantum leap. It can really be, you know, okay, work stresses me the fuck out. So I'm going to go home. I might sit in my car for an extra five minutes and I'm going to play my favorite music super loud and sing at the top of my lungs because that's what makes me happy. Or I'm going to go home, take the dog or even just yourself for a walk by yourself, maybe with some music or just notice like the nature around you. It's the little things and just notice how you react to these things. Notice how they make you feel. And again, the things that you kind of notice that are like a little pick me up, you know, keep doing those things. And eventually those changes will get larger and larger. And before you know it, like your whole lifestyle is kind of going to kind of do a 180 and you're going to look back and be like, wow, I'm actually like really happy right now. And it started with just one tiny little change. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. And, and when it comes to that one change, embrace it. it do, don't minimalize it either. Don't be like, well, you know, 
I didn't really like my job, so, or I'm having a stressful day, so I'm just sitting in the car. Enjoy every second you have in that car after work. Decompress the hell out of everything you do with. You know, if you need to scream, do it. Because we only have one life. We do so much to appease others and, you know, for instance, working for our jobs or, you know, trying to be acceptable and seen as pretty or successful in society, whatever have you. And it's like, no, do what works for you and enjoy this. The simplest things have made me the happiest. It's made my clients the happiest because once you romanticize those things and you're like, hey, this actually works for me, you get on a path, going back into that cycle of the three things of being spiritually aligned with yourself, not spiritually aligned with, you know, what Cosmopolitan tells you you need to do in order to be the sexiest person in 2021, all that bullshit, you know, it's just doing <laughs> what works for you and stop, bel- stop belittling yourself. We do that. We're stuck in our heads all the time. And I, I've spent years studying and going to school, trying to figure out how the mind works. And even when I was studying this stuff, I was doing, it. so it's like a, it's like a, trick question that I can never answer like why am I doing what I'm studying and it's (laughs) (laughs) one day I'll figure it out I don't know but (laughs) it comes down to just let me see how I can put this in as simplest terms because I go way off the deep end sometimes but just embracing everything you're not alone in this there's always someone that can help you and I know it's scary but sometimes you have to go looking for that help too in a healthy outlet versus doing something that could hurt your health, wealth, happiness, excite, your life. Yeah. I think also figuring out why you want that help. Why are you searching for these things? Because I remember when I was looking for these things, at first, it was very surface level. Mm-hmm. And it was, okay, I want to have a flat stomach. And I want to look like a Victoria's Secret model, or just a model in general, you know, basic, all those things, very surface. And it wasn't until after, and I was even talking with my therapist about it. And she was asking me, well, why? I was like, I don't know. I really didn't know. I was just kind of like dumbfounded. I was sitting there thinking, well, I want to be skinny. Well, why? Uh, I want to feel beautiful. Well, why? (laughs) It was kind of like, okay, oh, you know what? I actually want to be accepted. I want to feel beautiful from other people. I want their validation. I want them to say, yeah, Michaela, you are beautiful. You know, you do look amazing. And it was because I didn't feel that for myself. For so long, I never felt that I was pretty enough or that I was quote unquote fit enough to be accepted as, you know, hot or whatever. And, you know, I always felt different growing up. And not that I never fit in, but there was some, there was always like a part of me that was always kind of saying in my uh, ear, a little bit different. 
not really quite part of the puzzle, but it was never bad. But in my mind, I deemed it as bad. I told myself, I was like, okay, well, you're not like the rest of the girls in your class. You know, you're not super skinny. You're not super loud. Okay. Disclosure. I'm super loud now because that's who I am. (laughs) I was always shy and shut down as a kid. So I was always quiet. But if you know me now, like, I'm just like, whatever, like, I don't care. But (laughs) back then I was always one of the quiet girls. I was always one of the shy ones. And, you know, I kind of, internalized those things and made them bad because people always pointed them out to me in that way. And I was like, okay, I don't like these things about myself because people are pointing them out. And if they're pointing them out, that must be bad. I need to change. And, you know, kind of snowballed into, okay, going to change my body, going to change the way I looked, going to change the way I act. I even changed my thoughts. And that was really a lot for the attention of guys. Yeah. Don't ever ever freaking do that. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, who you like, what you like, never, ever, ever change yourself for someone else. That's the lesson. I don't care if it's like your mom, your dad, significant other, society, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you now, it is <laughs> decision ever. Like, do not change yourself. Yes. But, you know, all those things came up And I never really looked at them head on. It was always internalized or kind of shoved down. And I learned that from childhood from a lot of different things. It was like, never really look at the problems, kind of be like, okay, whatever, shove them down, like keep compacting them in and just kind of pile more shit on top of there. Also, we'll we'll add this. Sorry, we're also looking for a quick solution while we're pushing that down. So while you're pushing that, like, I need to be pretty and fix it really quickly. I'm going to starve myself, but it's like, but there's so much other shit going. And that's one of the things that, you know, I did as well. It was like the fix. Like, honestly, if I had my old computer and you looked through my search history, I'm pretty sure I would even be shocked at the shit that I was looking at. It was probably, I remember a couple of them. It was like how to lose, how to lose weight in like a week or something. I had to lose five pounds in a week or something like that. And it was the stupidest things. And looking back, I'm like, just thinking here, even now, like, what was I doing? And it was again, to find that validation, because I didn't feel that I was good enough as myself. I didn't accept for myself for who I was. Therefore, I perceived that other people couldn't accept me for who I was. And that was wrong because there were so many people out there who'd probably smack me right now and say, Oh my God, you've always been amazing. And you know, whatever they want to say, because you know, those are the people that actually like love me and the people who wanted me to change. Clearly they were not meant to be in my life. They're not now. I don't care what they think anymore and all these different things. So really go to yourself first. Yeah. Forget everyone else's opinions. I don't, I don't even care if, you know, your mom's like, I love you. Like, that's beautiful and wonderful. And of course, accept that. But just for a moment, block everybody out and say, okay, what do I want? What do I need? You know, why am I perceiving the things that I am the way I am? Because yeah. that answer in turn, like it's going to go all the way down and it might hurt. But once you kind of like, pull that out, the light's going to shine and you're going to be like, oh my God. Okay. I understand it now. 
and the quick fixes are going to fly out the window. You know, the easy solutions, because they're not, they don't work, they're terrible for you, and they do damage, so do not do them. But all the answers come down to it, and it's like we said with the spiritual alignment, with the mind, the body, and the spirit, that part comes into play, and once you begin to find yourself, learn about the things that you like, learn the things that you don't like, understand the way you process things, understand the way you see yourself, you see the world, you see your friends, all these things. It's kind of like a puzzle. It just begins to kind of piece itself back together bit by bit. Pretty soon you have pretty much the whole puzzle. A couple of pieces might be missing, but that's okay. We're always searching for those pieces and that's life because we're always growing and evolving. But once you begin to start that puzzle, you know, it just becomes easier to solve. Exactly. You said that I mean, perfectly. I was going to add, I always tell people when, you know, they, they say I've tried everything and it's not working. And I tell them, you know, but you're following someone else's story. Yes. It's not going, it's not your story. I do understand if you're, because I, for me, I've applied certain things from certain other people and their success to pivot it and to shape it, shape it into something that works for me. But I may, took a long time now that I'm about to be 30 in about a month. I've had some time to reflect and it took me 10 years to really get to this point, but things didn't change until I started doing what worked for me versus going online. And even with me, if you went through my old searches and it would see like how to lose 10 pounds in three days. And you know, it sounds crazy now, but at the time that was something I genuinely felt that I needed. And I know yes. a lot of our listeners can relate to this, especially if you're a woman. And even for men too, you know, when you reflect on things, you're like, that was crazy, but that was something that you felt you needed at the time. I know mm-hmm. for me, I went to a private school, very small Southern town. I, <laughs> ugh, here we go. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, uh, by the grace of God, it wasn't anything that was super racially induced. Uh, but I was one of, two black girls in our school and my sisters were significantly younger than me so I didn't see them even though it was like a lower middle and upper school I was in the upper school at the time and I could not relate to anyone everyone had beautiful long hair very thin uh, you know like stick figures and I'm here just uh, you know and now that I absolutely love who I am because I love that I'm different but at the time I remember I was like starting to you know, what can I wear to look thinner or how can I, you know, straighten my hair to this and that? Like granted, I do love my mom's beautician. So we love changing our hair all the time. But for me at the time, my intentions weren't just to explore hair, right? but it was to fit in. Mm-hmm. I even wore colored contacts at one point. I looked nuts. <laughs> I like contacts, like what the heck? <laughs> Like those pictures, my parents love bringing them out. And I'm like, please. And I remember my mom, she was like, why are you like, cause she was like, I'm not buying them for you. Cause she knew my intentions. And I was like, well, I work at, I worked at Kroger at the time. I was like, well, I'll use that, spend that money. I was so determined to change who I was. And then I went to college and I started seeing girls that looked more like me, could relate to me. And it was just like, Sometimes we have to, in order for our, to be on alignment, excuse me, alignment with ourselves, we have to surround ourselves with people that are like us, but also inspire us. Cause I didn't know what that was like to 
have the same problem as someone my age and be like, man, you know, I'm having a bad hair day or, Hey, I'm a little bit curvier or, Hey, I'm having crippling anxiety and I can't figure it out. And then someone being like, me too. There's mm-hmm. so much power in that. And just to learn and grow, not to wallow in it and, you know, put ourselves down. There's a huge difference. And I'm not, I don't recommend that of course, but just being in college and seeing those girls that were inspiring, we could help each other and we could find mentors and they're like, Oh, Hey, well, this is what works for me when I'm having an off day. And that at that point, everything changed. I always surrounded myself with people that could uplift me and inspire me. And that could also relate to me. And, you know, especially in this, we're bombarded with social media, seeing the perfect girl living the perfect life. And, you know, this person, they're TikTok famous for making a, the weirdest dance I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> like, well, what are they doing? Or, you know, maybe I should look like that to appeal. And it's no, do mm-hmm. what works for you. Like if, and I tell people all the time, especially my clients, do a social media detox if you need to, especially when you're trying to align with your mind, body, and spirit. If anything, try to stay off of social media, uh, TV, things like that, just so you can do some internal cleansing, you know, because sometimes we bombard ourselves with so many things that make us feel bad. We don't even realize it when you're scrolling, you're like, man, she has the perfect life. You're putting yourself down right there. You don't even realize it. Or, you know, you're eating a burger and you're like, I'm going to regret this. And it's just like, at that very moment, you're putting yourself down. And some of us do it all day without realizing it. And then it becomes a lifestyle of just always beating yourself down. And so do some internal cleansing. Like you said, you said everything absolutely perfectly. I, w- I can't even build off of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, one of the biggest things, surround yourself with someone or with a, a group network if you need to. It might You might have to go out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Don't do yourself a disservice of being in your head all the time and just, just self-loathing because it always breaks my heart when someone's like, I don't know my worth and this and that. Because I've been there. I know what it's like. I know we can both relate to that. But I also know what it's like to know everything I'm worth and more. And mm-hmm. I... I would never go back. I would never revert back to how I used to think. And it was all my, most of it was, I would say 95% was mindset and the rest was putting everything into action. Cause you're not gonna put anything into action without the proper mindset. Exactly. And I like how you said, you know, look at the people you're surrounding yourself with because more often than not, you know, that's kind of where you got these ideas or perceptions in the first place. And it might've been put onto you purposely or maybe not because I know, you know, some people, it depends and you could even look at it through like a familial perspective of, okay, how is my family treating me? How are they treating themselves? Is there a correlation? Mm Because part of that was me and my family you know, issues were never really talked about. It was kind of, you know, shove everything down. It's fine. Don't ask for help. But then ask, it was very confusing. So I never really knew what to do. And then learning things like putting yourself down, kind of doing a woe is me. But why am I doing that? Because I was taught it from, you know, parents or grandparents, aunts, cousins, whatever, 
because it was almost kind of their cry for help, you know, in turn kind of like, oh, I look terrible today, kind of searching or like fishing for a compliment, but it never really helped because I learned that I did the exact same thing. And after a while, like I was just annoyed with myself at that point, kind of like, don't fish for compliments. There's no point, you know, some people kind of caught on like my close friends, but then even other people that I surrounded myself with, they wanted me to change. And I didn't realize it at the time, but thinking back and remembering comments they made or gifts that they would buy me for my birthday or something, it was maybe a new shirt or something. And it was something that I've never really worn before or wasn't really interested in, but this person liked it so much and they wanted me to change and it was kind of the trend. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, here you go, try this. And you go through that whole thing and you listen to those outside voices and it's okay. You know, those people, they don't accept me for who I am. And if they can't accept me for who I am, bye, cut the cord, see you later. And it, at first it's scary because some of those people were some of my best friends, which I don't know. Now it's really, that's why I always have to tell myself when I'm like, well, kinda, yeah, but on a random note, people are, can be here for a lifetime, a reason or a season. Yes. And I love that. And it's a great reminder, but even though, even if that person has been with you for years and years and years, but you always feel like shit around them or you're always worried, what's the point? You know, why are you holding on to them? It's hurting you more than anything else. So yeah, it's going to sting when you let go, but when you do that freedom, you get a part of yourself back because you get part of your power back. You get your voice back. And once you get that power, you know, you become more aligned with yourself. And then you begin to make better decisions based off that experience because you're able to process things differently. You're able to look through things through a different lens and say, okay, you know what, this person, every time I hang around them, you know, I always get this really anxious feeling and I never feel like they listen to me. I don't feel like I'm being seen. You know what? It's time to cut the cord and that's okay because you make space for other people and other experiences that are going to uplift you and bring you more into that alignment. And it just, sure, yeah, it is scary at first, but then once it keeps happening, more good is coming in. Exactly. And you can, it reflects literally through the mind, the body, the spirit. You could maybe find, you might go to like a random cooking class because you find out you freaking love to cook. So you go to one, you sign up for a class because you say, oh, what the hell? You know what? I'm going to go by myself. I don't care. Feeling like me. You might meet maybe the love of your life there, or you might meet your new best friend. And they're like, oh, we love to cook. And you guys just hit it off. You start talking and, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Think same thing could happen maybe with, you know, going for a walk in the park or taking your dog out somewhere. You know, all these, there's so many different scenarios, but it all comes back the body, the mind, and the spirit. And it's just kind of taking a step back and kind of thinking and saying, okay, 
what category does this kind of fit into? Is it just one or is it a little bit of two, maybe all three? And it's kind of fun to kind of figure it out and say, okay, I really like this. I'm going to do things that reflect this feeling and then, you know, continue on with whatever it is that you're doing. Exactly. And with that being said, one of the things, especially for being uh, spiritually aligned with your spirit or your soul is you start learning how to love being alone and not in the sense of like, you don't want a partner, but you're comfortable with being by yourself. You know, you're very um, confident in every decision that you make. You mm -hmm. follow your intuition now that, let me go, let me go back in time. Before I was spiritually aligned and went on this spiritual journey, I could not do anything alone. Nothing. I couldn't go to the movies alone. I couldn't go to McDonald's alone. I couldn't like, me you too. were going to the bathroom alone. Like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, me too. Honest to God. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, the cringe. Come on. But now it's like, if I want to go somewhere and no one's able to go, I'm going to go. If I want to, for instance, I love planting and my friends are like, Jasmine, I, I can't go or they're complaining or about something, which is another thing I'm going to remember, I'm going to come back to is I'll just go by myself and I will have a great time. And I started seeing a shift with my friends pretty rapidly when I started my spiritual alignment, for instance, and there was never any all like arguments or, you know, any disagreements. We just distanced ourselves. And for me, I started battling it out mentally because I was like, am I doing something wrong? Am I on the right path? But as soon as I started thinking that within like a month or two, I started meeting the most amazing people. For instance, mm -hmm. I, met, I met you. Um, I met the people I do brunch with and I started my coaching. And it's just like the universe, God removes those forces to bring mm -hmm. positive forces in. Because one thing I will say when I'm going well, focusing on the alignment still is once I started vibrating higher, like trying to be at the highest energy I could be, I started noticing things of like, my friends are complaining all the time. Yeah. Or, we're, do we gossip? And I would, I would say they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Did, do we always gossip like this? Or like, are we always this negative? And I think that's where the shift started to divide everyone. But even then, I always tell people when you, especially for the spiritual aspect, expect to have a transition of people in your life, forces, opportunities to leave, and then some to come back in as soon as they leave um, and take up that space. But just keep an open mind and learn how to learn and grow on your, on your own. It's okay to do things on your own because... I didn't know what it was like to like certain things. I didn't know I liked to paint. I didn't know I liked to make candles. I didn't know that I have an absurd obsession with plants until, <laughs> <laughs> until I started learning who I, who I was because my friends at the time, and I'm not knocking them, so I never want anyone to take offense to this. They always wanted to shop or go out and to drink, and I'm not going to lie. That was part of my lifestyle, too. That's part of my story. I did it, too. I can't deny that. But it got to a certain point where I was like, this is not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to talk about this girl I've never met before, or I'm not here to be, you know, always having my nose up and thinking I'm better than someone when, if anything, I'm worse off than them. That's just not who I am. But again, you have to learn how to have that mindset, take care of yourself, 
physically, stop all the drinking <laughs> and all that. Um, and then learning how to be who you are meant to be on this earth. Simple as that. It is. And when you were saying that those things, I just kind of remembered, well, one thing before that, you know, if you're around those people that are always kind of covering things up, who are always going out, because I mean, honestly, full disclosure, everyone's like, I love to just go out, dance, have a drink, have fun with friends, whatever. That's totally fine. But if you're going out like night after night, weekend after weekend, whatever it is, and you're just kind of essentially drowning yourself in, you know, alcohol or food that's terrible for you, and you just kind of are kind of just coping that way, question it. You know, am I doing those things? Are the people that I'm surrounding with myself doing those things? Why? And kind of separate yourself because I remember there was a time that I worked at a restaurant and it was kind of the culture there like the people like I mean I met some amazing people don't get me wrong but when we would always work on the weekends you know every Friday every Saturday and I mean every Friday and every Saturday we there would be a group of us depending on who was you know working that night we would go out, we would have a couple of drinks at the restaurant because, you know, you got the employee discount and it was, you know, it was cheap as hell. So you were like, yes, you could have two there. And then we would go to like a local bar. I don't know, probably have like three or four more there. And that'd be every weekend. And I worked there for what, four or five years. And it was the same thing. And it was like that same pattern. I knew I physically felt disgusting. And some days I wouldn't even, so some days I would start working at four, wouldn't get off till 10. I would not eat during the shift. Sometimes I wouldn't even eat. Cause I was like, oh, it's 10 o'clock at night, no time for food. So beer would be my dinner from like 10 at night till two in the morning. And then I'd feel like shit the next day, but then I'd go ahead and do it again. And then maybe if I got off earlier, I would get some food and wasn't the best, but I was like, okay, I'm, at least I'm eating. But it was just like this awful cycle. But then in turn, like all the people around you would do the same thing. But then I remember the conversations during, you know, when we were hanging out and the conversations were always so meh. Like it was always complaining or you know, wishing I had this or wishing this. And it, it finally caught on to me because I was always a part of that conversation. Oh, and I didn't think without a doubt. Sure did. Yeah. Cause you get caught up in it and it's kind of like the woe is me. Okay. Other people are feeling this way. Let's have like a poor me party. But it was every fucking weekend for years. And it was like, okay, nothing's changing. You know, some people left the, uh, restaurant so more people came in and then it was like a different group but still it was the same thing and I remember you know thinking to myself and saying okay you know what this isn't working the people that are going to stick with me have stuck with me and I love those people to death so if you're listening I know you are I love you <laughs> because we've grown up from that and kind of said okay you know what 
we still get together, we have a couple beers, whatever, but it's not the same thing. It's not that same atmosphere. And once you remove yourself from that, again, you know, God, the universe, whatever you choose to believe, pushes all those things out of the way. And at the moment you're like, no, I need it. But then the good things start coming in and you start realizing, okay, I don't really need that. I was holding on to it. I was afraid that was a crutch. Now these really good things are here to just magically uplift me. I don't even need to hold on to them because I know that they're going to stay. And it could be practices. It could be routines, people, all of the above. And I know that's what happened for me. And it's really, truly a life changer. Yeah. Um, my storyline is very similar, so I'm not even going to go into it. But um, it came down to just learning, you know, certain practices. I used to laugh at people that used to meditate and do yoga. And guess what I do every <laughs> fucking day now? I yeah. meditate and I do my yoga. And if I don't, I'm not okay. But again, I was knocking something. And that's another point. A lot of us knock things and talk so badly about something and you've never even tried it. Yes. And that now that I, you know, we're both coaches, so we both can agree on this. I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is someone's like, I, I know that wouldn't work for me, but you don't. That's, that's not factual. Let me be real with you. You don't know. Have you tried it? No, I just know. Just try it and see what happens and give it all you got. Have the right mindset to do it, but a lot of exercises and practicing. And then also it wasn't, a lot of the stuff to be real with myself, it wasn't who I was surrounding myself with. Some of that, that shit was me. I was the yeah. person in the situation where that was, I was always complaining or I was the person sometimes that brought two bottles of wine over and it was like, we're going to drink this and go out. I was that person. And, you know, that's one of the, the skeletons in our closet that we don't want to face. But at the same time, we are what we allow. So to some extent, we are responsible for who we are and what we want to become. So if you are one of those people that are extremely, if you're living comfortably, no, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, but if you are uncomfortable and you're living that in a, on a day-to-day -day basis and you're not doing anything, you're allowing that. Mm -hmm. No one else is, unless they have a weapon on you and they're like, if you stay in this job forever and you're not happy, we're going to do something bad to you. No, no one's doing that. You are allowing that and learn how to let that go. Learn how to be like, you know what? And I always tell people, give it at least three months of giving it a hundred percent of changing your life, coming up with a strategy, writing down, like you said, um, and being mindful of those habits, try, of trying new things, explore more. One of the biggest things, especially, um, as far as my spiritual journey, I told my clients is try to do something new every weekend instead of going out to drink because I was one of those people for years, like 10 years almost, well, from college until I was 27, so at least seven years. No, 18, no, nine years. Anyway, but <laughs> a long time. <laughs> don't recommend it. But I would like, I would go out every Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday, I would be so hungover. I would spend money I didn't have on pizza and lay in bed or on the couch and sit with my friends and talk about, you know, oh, that was so crazy what happened last night, which was probably a horrible decision. We spent way more money than we needed to spend. And someone probably needs to get checked for something. I don't know, but it's like, <laughs> you, have to, you would do it 
every weekend. There was no action behind changing it. It was just complaining, more money being spent. And even then we were like, we don't have, I remember one time we were all at the table at this bar and we were like, man, I don't have any money. I don't know how I'm going to pay bills. The check comes and we all pay. And I'm like, that was money we could have spent for our light bill. And again, I love a good glass of wine to this day. I actually love several drinks. I'm not going to lie. I love a good time, but there's a different energy behind it. Now I know that I'm not drinking to, you know, because I'm anxious or I'm depressed or I'm just trying to get away. I'm drinking to celebrate something or because I want to, and there's no ill will behind it. Exactly. And again, it's the highlight of that mindset, you know, going out and doing those things. Okay. Am I going out because I'm hiding from something? I'm trying to avoid some, you know, something along those lines, or am I going out because I actually want to, because I love to dance. I love to go to concerts. I love to do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. And it's kind of a, it's a completely different atmosphere because I remember when I was in that mindset of, okay, I'm going to drink because everyone else is, but also I've kind of learned from society and from other people that drinking your problems away will get rid of it. No, it does not. But then going out on my own terms and saying, okay, I want to go out. You know, I was never anxious doing it. I never felt guilty because I remember when I would kind of drink with my old work friends and kind of be in that atmosphere, I would feel so guilty. And then I would feel, you know, physically ill on top of that and then kind of create this circle of, okay, you shouldn't have done that, you know, shame on you. And, you know, I was belittling myself and all these things, but I would continue to do it. And because I didn't know how to break that cycle, but once I did, it's kind of like, okay, but don't beat yourself up. It's okay. You know what? You've made a mistake. That, that's, that's fine. You didn't know who you were. You were afraid, you know, once you kind of found out, okay, I don't like these things. It was normal at that point. And I was afraid to break away from that normalcy because I was afraid of being judged or, you know, having them leave me. And the people that left they were never really truly my friends with the people that stayed. I know that we're going to be friends for life because they actually care about me as a person. Exactly. And even with that, when people do leave, and I know we're, we're kind of shifting into another convert like topic, but I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about this very quickly. Because I know for me, even very recently, I've gone through that. And it was one of those things where I think we knew we were both just not good for each other after a certain point. Um, trying to say the right thing <laughs> so no one gets offended. <laughs> um, but it just became to a point where it was like, we're honestly, we don't have much in common except these vices that we use for harming ourselves and not and just not being in a good headspace and that's going to happen a lot with people I know for me I have five friends from college and high school that I talk to at 30 years old on and we don't even talk to each other every day but I know they're close but we've all grown and we all have empowered each other and we're living in our truth and versus being I lost whew, like I used to be part of this, the huge party scene. There's only like sorority life in college at William Mary. The only way to party if you join a sorority. And I took a year off because I had flunked out a semester and my parents were like, you're just not right. Your depression's not well, you know, we, you need to get this in check. And I did it. 
but I, um, I didn't until like closer into like that year mark before I went back. Cause I was like, when I go back to school, I, I got to let go of a lot of things. And when I went back and, you know, saw those friends are like, Hey, what's up? We miss you. Let's have like a big ranger. And I was like, no, I can't do that. And within like two weeks, you know, we would have small talk. The messages stopped coming in. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? Or we're going to be here. Or you and I grab lunch. They stopped. Yeah. And the people that were with me my freshman year are the people that are with me now because they were always there for my better, be- like for, for my, for bettering me. Even if I didn't even see it and I'm, and I know they listen to this, so you know who you are. Thank you. Because to, to some extent you saved my life because not everyone's good for you and that's okay. We're not here to be friends with everyone. We're not here to, sometimes people are just lessons, even for ourselves. I know for me, I've been a lesson for people and that's something that is hard to like a hard pill to swallow, but that's something that I had to learn and grow from. But the gist of this is just learning how to embrace everything about you, the good, bad, and the ugly, and learning how to pivot and cultivate those things that you see as ugly, which may not even be ugly. It's just society has deemed being a loud mouth. Or for me, I am all over the place. ADHD, I just get picked on all the time. Learning how to cultivate that, because now I run a business. I mean, I need a team to help me focus sometimes, but those ideas got me to where I'm at now. I had to, <laughs> I had to learn and, and it's okay. And learn that this is a journey too. You're not going to be the perfect person overnight and you are going to mess up. Trust me, I still mess up to this day. But learning how to take a break because breaks are necessary. Reset, focus on what didn't work for you. Focus, write down what did work for you, you know, reflect on it and keep it moving. That's life. It is. And I like what you said, like doing something different every day and just like checking in with yourself. And again, if you're a visual person and you like writing things down, you can even take a piece of paper or like open a Google Doc or whatever, right? Mind, body, spirit. Okay, what are the things that I did for myself or my mind today? Was I thinking positive thoughts? You know, was I talking well to myself? You know, all those different things because again, you are with yourself 24 7, the thoughts that you're thinking, the things that you're saying to yourself, you're internalizing, you're taking those in as if someone else were saying them, you know, and then body. Okay. What did I do for myself? You know, did I eat foods that actually made me feel good? Did I move my body in a way that made me feel good? Maybe today I needed a rest day, you know, things like that. And then, you know, the spirit. Okay. What did I do that made me feel spiritually aligned? Maybe you like to pray. Maybe you like to meditate journal. Maybe you just like seeing in nature and just, you know, watching whatever woodland creatures are in your backyard or in a nearby park or even going to the beach or something. Mm-hmm. Something that makes you feel good. And you'll know. It's kind of hard to describe those feelings, but it won't be that anxiety, it won't be that woe is me, it won't be that depressive feeling. It'll be light and uplifting and you'll feel happy and you might be searching for the reason of, okay, well, why am I happy? There doesn't have to be a reason. You can literally walk outside, see the sun shining, hear some birds and be like, this is going to be a good day. I'm happy. And that's okay. That's actually how it should be because when we attach those things to a certain person or situation, then it becomes, uh, how do I word this? I say say it's a vice to some extent. 
That sounds a little reliant on it. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, this person makes me happy. This situation makes me happy. But really, you should just find the things, even the smallest things, they could be large, whatever it is. You know, it's again, it's going to go day by day, but making sure that you're taking care of yourself in all three of those aspects and really making sure that you're making these choices based on what you want and need, not what someone else is telling you because they think it's right for you. And a lot of us have to rewrite that story. I know I was one of those people where I relied on everyone to tell me how to live. And a lot of, and once I transitioned to be like, actually, I had my own voice. A lot of people didn't like that, but it was hard to learn how to do things, not for the validation of others, but to do it because I want to, I don't wear the same, I don't have the same style of clothing anymore. Um, I don't wear, I used to wear lashes every day, like say I have on makeup, but I didn't even want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a completely different person than what if like younger me we would have never gotten along which is wild just to think, like be like I would have never liked who I was as a person I wasn't a bad person I just wasn't who I was meant to be but again I didn't even know who I was who I was until I started going for it right and I think another thing to point out like when you said younger me and current me wouldn't get along I kind of agree with that but kind of disagree I would agree like Current Michaela and like teenager, early 20s Michaela would not really get along, but like little Michaela and I would just be freaking best friends. Oh, I like because that. I feel like when you're a kid, you are you a thousand percent because you as a kid, you don't really have those stigmas kind of placed upon you as much as you do like when you're getting older you have that freedom. And especially if you think of toddlers, and I know we've talked about this before, they're who they are. You know, they ask questions because they're curious. They say things because that's just, you know, them. They want to dress themselves in certain clothes because they like them. They don't, it doesn't even matter if they match. You can have a, a tutu on, some rain boots, <laughs> and like a button-up shirt or something. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. And we should always embrace that inner child. Yes. Even with like kids, I think are like the best example, especially for embracing the mind, the body and the spirit. Like they know what they like to eat. And, you know, sometimes it'll kind of be like, okay, kid, like you need more fruits and vegetables. But for the <laughs> most part, they're pretty open. You know, they know the things that make them feel good. And it's funny because actually the little boy that I used to nanny, he would not really like meat. And his parents were always like, oh my God, he's going to have a protein deficiency. And I'm sitting here like, no, he's fine. Like he doesn't like it for a reason. Maybe his body doesn't respond well to it, but the kid would eat fruits and vegetables for days. And I was like, that's perfect. Like he's getting his vitamins, you know, all these things. And it just like, and then he would express himself the way that he wanted to express himself. And, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I think we can learn a lot from kids and just kind of being like, okay, like they know when they need a timeout, they know when like it's nap time. Okay. Like my mental is not okay right now. I'm getting cranky. Go lie down on the couch or whatever. Like get your blanket, get your book time for a nap. Okay. Adults do the same thing too, you know, take a break. <laughs> yeah. Be like a kid. And then like the spiritual alignment, you know, they just know who they are. They know what they want and they go for it. 
And I think all of us can do that every single day, whether it's a little thing or you just kind of want to do a huge quantum leap, whatever it is, you know, make sure that it feels good within yourself and then go for it. You know, the only person that's in the way of that is you. So tell yourself to get out of the way so you can go. <laughs> Top of the way, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I love the analogy with the kid uh, because it, it's, oh my gosh, it's, it's so true though. I remember when I used to teach pre-K and the kids were just, it, honestly, there was never a day I didn't laugh until I cried from them because they were just, they would just say things and, you know, the, the show kids say the darndest they, things. It's like, they're just telling the truth. It's something we've all been thinking. They were just like, no, mom, I don't like that. Or I have to right now. Or like, you know, or <laughs> I'm sad because, and as we get older, it, it makes me so sad that we, we kind of lose that where we're afraid to say when we're sad or we can't tell the person who broke our heart how we feel, even though I feel like we should, or yeah. you know, going for our passions or just, if you want to paint, painting if you have enough free time or you know I feel like it gets to a point where we just start living to survive and that's not what life is about and I know we've talked about this so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole but that's not what life is meant there are going to be trials and tribulations of course I wish I could take it away for everyone on there no but that's just one of the things that we have to encounter embrace it buckle up and have a healthy mindset and remind yourself that it will pass. But don't put, don't put stuff on you that you don't need to put on you. And I mean, you know, self-hatred or beating yourself up all the time. Don't do that because you're just making things harder for yourself when it doesn't have to be. There's nothing different between you and the person you aspire to be except they went for it. Yep. Oh, that one's good. And it's true. And I think a lot of it is, oh, I don't think I can have that right mindset or I don't think I can, you know, be nice to my body, feed it right, you know, exercise it. I don't feel like I can live in my alignment. And the thing that really stops us is that fear. And I think it's that fear of failing or fear of giving things up that we're used to. And yeah, it is scary. I'm not going to lie. But once you get over that fear, you know, feel that fear and do it anyway, kind of get over that hump and it's not so scary. Yeah. And the only thing, only time you're going to fail is if you don't try. So mm-hmm. if anything, you just, uh, what's, you, you put it into, I can't think of the right word, but when you didn't try, you spoke that into existence. You did fail actually, because you never tried it. Exactly. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Ooh, uh, I'm going to use that one later. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, but honestly, I tell myself all that all the time. Cause sometimes, I mean, we're human. We're all going to be scared of different things and, you know, sit back and ask yourself, okay, is it actually scary because I'm going to put myself in danger because then mm, probably don't do it. Yeah. Or am I actually scared because I'm afraid of what people are going to say I'm afraid because I'm going to maybe lose people or things or something, you know, things can be replaced. So can people and experiences and, you know, the things that are being taken away again are going to be replaced with things that are so much better for you. And, you know, once you find that alignment and everything, that mindset, it changes over time and it takes practice 
But once you learn how to do it little by little, it becomes like riding a bike. It's just, it's automatic. You get onto that thought path and it's like, oh, I'm having a bad day. I'm getting scared. Wait, why am I getting scared? What do I need to do? Okay, actually, let me think of the things that could go right. Let me think of the positive things that could come out from this. Okay, I feel better. I'm going to go do whatever the activity or practice or thought is now. Exactly. And I was going to add that also once you get to a point of alignment, you're never going to want to go back. I've never met anyone that's like, I'm on the spiritual path and I want to go back to the mindset I was in. I've never heard anyone say that. And the reason behind, there's a reason. Um, and a lot of the things, and I was going to also add going back to if you're fearful, even if you're, you consider the idea of like, you know, I'm actually not afraid of what people think. I'm just scared. Be mindful that it excitement it's not anxiety because a lot of us as adults we haven't had those like first time jitters you remember when you were a little kid and you get on the school bus and you're like oh you're excited a lot of us haven't experienced that in 10 15 plus years so we don't we're, we're not familiar with that it may not be anxiety yes there might be some nervousness there i'm not going to diminish those that feeling or that emotion but it could just be excitement because you haven't done it before because we show the same physical and mental um so, uh, can you write? We show the same physical and mental symptoms with anxiety as we do with um, excitement too. So on a positive note, just remind you, be like, I might actually just be fucking excited. I just don't yeah. know if excited. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what exactly. it is. Right. And I feel like there was something else I was going to add, but now I can't remember. Hmm. Fear. Shoot, I lost it. We could go into how to, I guess, recommendations of how to start this mind, body, and spirit journey. Yeah. So let's start with the mind. So mind, mindset. And this is going to sound so freaking cliche, but honestly, think positive thoughts. Because the more that you think these positive thoughts, your brain actually rewires. Yes. And your thought patterns actually physically change. So you go from this poor me, woe is me. This is going to be an awful day. I have all this stuff to do, blah, blah, blah. Wake up one day or even now, you know, are you thinking any negative thoughts? Okay. How can you make them positive? Yes. Oh, I have to go to work. I get to go to work. I am privileged to have a job. I am privileged to have a paycheck, Mm -hmm. you know, think of things like that. And as simple as it is, you know, no. it's a <laughs> and it can always change. You know, if you really do hate your job, say, okay, you know what? Do I actually have the opportunity to change my career path? That's kind of go down that road, see what happens. So really kind of taking into account, catching yourself when you notice that those kind of dark thoughts are coming in and, you know, wondering where they're coming from, why, okay, how can I flip it? How can I make this a good thought? Exactly. So that I think would be mindset number one. That's a really good step to take and just practice that mm-hmm. all day, start in the morning. Um, and I think along with that, at the end of the day, writing down a gratitude list, writing down everything that was good that happened to you, everything that you were thankful for. And it could be something as simple as, you know, I'm thankful for the car that I have to drive me to and from work. I'm thankful for the paycheck to buy my food so I can eat dinner at home. You know, things like that we take for granted. 
Um, I'd say body, eat well and move. And I know everyone's probably like rolling their eyes. Oh, diet and exercise. But no, it's not like that. I love, I hate the word diet. It's terrible. <laughs> We're going to have an episode on that later. Never say diet around Michaela, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I hate it. It just makes me cringe. Um, <laughs> but food, you know, think of food that make you feel good. You know, you can kind of compare, okay, like going to McDonald's and buying like a quarter pounder and like whatever. Okay. You know, after you eat it, might get a headache, your stomach might be like, oh my God, I'm so bloated or sluggish and you just might feel disgusting. You might even get a migraine after it, you know, it could be a trigger. Or, you know, I might think, okay, what are foods that are maybe from the earth that could actually make me feel good? Do you have a garden that you plant? Are there foods from your garden that you can eat? You know, fresh produce, you know, making food with your family, making it you know, a happy experience and kind of noticing what you eat and how you feel afterwards. And again, if you like, you can even make a list of what you eat in a day and it's not to track things and it's not to measure things out, but rather, you know, maybe say for breakfast, you have some cereal one day and you notice that a couple hours later you have this raging migraine, but you don't know where it came from. Maybe it was the sugar from the cereal, you know, little things like that. Um, and then moving your body, you know, you don't have to work out at the gym and lift heavy for three hours a day. You can take a walk, just move. If you want to dance with your kids or dance by yourself, um, yoga, I know some people are into it and some people are not, that's totally fine. But if you're into that, do something that's like gentle and easy with your body, stretching, swimming, even, you know, hiking. It does not have to be a rigorous you know, training marathon or anything like that, you know, make it fun, make it something that again, makes you feel good. And the key word here guys is feel because you'll know what things work and what things don't based on the way that your body and your mind both respond to it. Exactly. I think <laughs> with, uh, with your spirit, the most mm -hmm. successful people with that know what they want in life and how to go for it and knowing that this is a journey. So I think one of the first things, people say this all the time, but make a vision board and it can be something for what you want in 10 years, five years, tomorrow, the next five minutes. Be mindful of what you want in life. Be mindful of how you want to feel. I always give my clients, and I do it for like every, like beginning of year, mid year, end year to reflect a scripting journal entry of like, in my perfect life, this is how it would be. This is how I would feel. This would be what would I be smelling, like the five senses. This is the job I would have. This would be the people I'm supported by, who I'm supporting. It's like a two-week entry minimum of the perfect day from when I wake up to when I go to bed. And I'm very particular because a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know what I want, but it's okay. And it's not anything selfish. It's not, you know, being rude or prude but knowing exactly what you want you may not get it you may not receive it in the exact way you expect it to receive it but if you're mindful of what you want in life how you want to feel what you want to succeed in and you know living abundantly there's nothing wrong with that for 
instance, a lot of my clients don't even know what they want with life. Like starting like the next day, they're like, I don't know. I just, and you know, it's, I was like that too, but having intentions every day along with gratitude, sharing like three to five intentions. Like I, my intention today is to be positive and to break self-sabotaging beliefs to, you know, help someone in any way I can to help myself to be positive and not, you know, succumb to anxiety or get help. Focus on those intentions and um, ground yourself. You can go on YouTube if you need to doing grounding meditations. You can Google things. You can invest in a mentor to help you. And uh, just learning that we are one with this universe. We are interconnected with one another. That's why we pick up on each other's vibrations. That's why when you feel someone has good energy or bad energy, there's a reason behind that. Um, and it's no magic mumbo jumbo. It's real. And tap into that. Tap into your intuition and tap into who you really are. If someone doesn't make you feel good or if, you know, watching a certain TV show makes you feel bad, then turn it off. It's little things like that. Yep. And you are in control of that. You have the power to choose what you want to do when you want to do it. And I think that's one of the most empowering things, but also kind of scary because sometimes we have so much power and we don't really know what it's going to be like when we unleash it all. But I can promise you this, once you start to unleash it, you, the more power you have, you kind of get more control over it and you can kind of like rein it in or kind of like, you know, release it depending on the situation or whatever. But it comes with practice and all those things are intertwined and you begin to recognize those things. And it might even be subconsciously, you know, you might be going through your day and you might realize, oh, I actually took care of my body then. I didn't realize that I did it, but I did it. You know, your body and mind are always talking to each other. And I always am talking about that. Actually, my yoga classes too, but you know, we're always in communication with ourselves. So always listen, always pay attention. And then if you need to tweak something, tweak it. Yeah. And I would love to add that it's okay to change your story. Your past is not your future. So I know a lot of us, and even for myself, I spent a year or two kind of loathing on my past and was like, is anyone going to accept me for wanting to be a better person? Because I wasn't the best person. And you know what? Some people didn't. And some people did. And I met new people that were able to see the better version of me, the 2.0 version. So it's okay to learn and grow from your past. You're not, you know, you're a different person than you were. And just start messy, start small, start however you can, but um, just take care of your mind, your body and your spirit, because if you don't, then no one else will. And, you, and we expect other people to do it when we ask for validation and that's not their job. Not, and to be honest, that's not their responsibility to make sure that you're happy. It's your responsibility to make sure that you are happy. So always check in on yourself take care of your mind, your body, your spirit, and it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. Although if you want to take it and make it a routine, run wild with it <laughs> because it'll only get better and more expansive. <laughs> Just always check in on yourself. Yeah. So with that being said, please implement these practices every day, guys. Um, 
make every day count. If you ever need help, you know that you can find us on Instagram. My Instagram handle is your coach Jasmine and Michaela is nourish soul coach. And actually when you do implement these things, send us a message or maybe comment on something and let us know what you did and how you felt. Because yeah. I love to hear from what, because everyone has a different experience. Yeah. So I think we can learn from each other and just kind of, you know, there's always amazing insights that we can learn. Exactly. And I might need some myself. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool to switch things up too. So yeah, implement these. Let us know how this conversation resonated with you, if I can talk. uh, until next time we're sending so much love and light we love you so much and go for it seize the day exactly all right love you guys thank you thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to our channel to be the first to hear our weekly episodes you can also find us on instagram at your coach jasmine at nourished soul coach and on facebook in the nourished souls community